anyway, we uh, Betty is not here tonight. She pray for her if you would. She's got uh, she's got two or three cracked vertebrae in her back. And somebody said, how'd she get that? And I said, well, she was jumping from rock to rock in a creek bed and fell. And uh, But anyway, she's got three, I think two or three bulging discs in her back. And she's got severe osteoporosis. They, they give us medicine that stops the, the bone loss. But they're going to put her on a couple, they're talking about two shots a year that will put bone mass back in the bone. So... Pray we can get that started, and, uh, and anyway, she'll, but she's, uh, she's a trooper. She's not quitting, and uh, you got you to gotta keep going. You got to keep going. You know, when I got this knee done, all of a sudden, I can't, we, we had meetings in Tennessee and out two in Alabama, northern Alabama, one southern Alabama. Well, I can't, I've, I've got to haul the vet. We can't ride in it that far. I mean, I'd, it'd take three fire departments to get me out of it if we did. But we, uh, I had to buy another trailer because the trailer that we've got, it's a 20-foot car hauler, enclosed, and you saw, you, you've seen it up here. had Vietnam vet on the side of it. And, uh, but I can't get in and out of that trailer like I did because my knee doesn't want to bend and I really don't want to drag my knee around on the floor in that trailer. And you've got to that much room on the side to get in and out of the door. Well, now I need like this much room to get in there. Uh, so anyway, I found an aluminum car hauler, weighs 1,250 pounds, and uh, put the bed on it. And, and we got a little Chevy Colorado with a V6. I mean, just pulls it like a champ. And uh, whenever I stop, we pass out a lot more tracks because the truck is very patriotic and the vet is sitting there in the open. Everybody can see it. And we just give out a lot of gospel tracts, a lot more than we were giving out, uh, because when, you know people just come. Whenever I don't care if you're a gas station, restaurant, you know wherever. When you pull off the road, people are going to come. So anyway, the Lord has been blessing that, and uh, we've had a lot of meetings. Uh, we were, had a church planners conference in, in uh, New York State, and uh, then we're they want us next. July, I think I'm going to preach family camp here and then leave right after that and go back to New York. We're going to have the vet and the Mustang in a, some kind of a big car show in, in New York. So anyway, God's got a lot of things going for us and doing. And, and as long as he'll keep us busy and give us the health to keep going, we're going to, we're going to keep going forward. Uh, John chapter 3 tonight. John chapter 3. You know, Sunday, I was here Sunday night and... Uh, I asked the Lord, I, now Brother Governor told me that it's, it's youth night, and the youth of the church is going to uh, be preaching. And tonight, I was sitting out here before church, and sitting there in the car, and I pulled in, there was not many cars here. But I was looking inside the building, and I thought, wow, look what God did. When, when we started this church, we didn't, we didn't have a songbook. We didn't have a folding chair. And I'm sitting out there in the parking lot tonight, look what God did. Not what I did, but look what God did. I couldn't do all this. But uh, I being in the way, the Lord led me, and, you know, let me be a, a part of it, but uh, wow. Well, I asked the Lord Sunday afternoon, I knew I was going, I was going to come in if I could. Uh, I asked the Lord to give me something. I said, I need something. And I know 
our kids, we've had some vicious preachers. <laughs> I mean, from the time they were couldn't read in homeschool chapel. I mean, would just preach the bark off of you and then dump salt in it. I mean, just... Um, but anyway, Sunday night, you, you, you young fellows that preached, I mean, did a wonderful, wonderful job. And then along came Jared. And... Uh, <laughs> I've been in the ministry going on almost 50 years, and I've never heard that preached. I've never heard anyone mention that. But, you know, the Bible says out of the mouths of babes comes a lot of good doctrine and a lot of sound uh, wisdom that uh, we older folks need to hear. And uh, when he preached on taking God's name in vain. That is the most convicting sermon I think I've ever heard. Who hasn't been taking God's name in vain? Uh, he said, he said uh, to take God's name in vain means to make, make it empty, uh, worthless, having no uh, substance, value, or, or, or worth. And, you know, when, when you think of taking God's name in vain, immediately I think of speech. And I mean all the people I've talked about, you know, taking God's name in vain. But he said, what about your actions? With our actions, we make God's speech empty, worthless, not a very important thing. And, uh, but I said, thank you, Jesus. Uh, and, and this is one of our young people here in the church. And uh, that's, that, to me, that's, it's exciting to see what God is doing with, with our youth. And uh, listen, we're, you know, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the back stretch now. I mean, I'm heading, I mean, I'm, I'm heading, did, you, did anyone see the light show in Palmer today? Anybody see the light show? You know, we were singing that song about God sending down fire and all that. God sent down fire and lights in Palmer today. I was, I was going, uh, I was turning to go on the palmer Wasilla Highway. I had a, a, an appointment over there. And looking at the, down the Glen Highway, at the end of, as far as you could see the, the, the Glen at, coming out of Palmer, there was this V like this. It looked like the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. I thought, whoa, what is that? And, I mean, it was lit up, and it just looked like a V. And, and I'm, I'm already on the road, and I'm running a little behind, but I thought, i, I got go to go back and see this. So I went back, and as I start down, I start taking pictures. And it was one of those uh, rainbow balls. I don't know whatever they call it. There's a name for it. I guess Alaska and Australia, I think, maybe, is where they have them. But it, it, it was right down in Palmer, like at the foot of, coming down the road, it just right straight there. When you get down to the bottom of the hill and the road turns to right, go back to left, you go back to Palmer, it rises that light, it dead ends, and you got to turn and go down in behind fishing game. Uh, I took pictures from right there. And uh, anyway, I sent, I sent them to Betty's sister, Ruthie, and she said, what is that? And then she said, Beautiful. 
But I mean, it was God. The God of heaven just lit up Palmer. And, uh, and I don't think a lot of people saw it. But uh, I got pictures of that one. But it, it, it was just, you know, we serve such a wonderful, 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 powerful, powerful, powerful God. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just amazing. John chapter 3, I want to preach just for a few minutes on the greatest gift ever given to man. John chapter 3 and verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord, I ask you to bless now the preaching, bless the invitation that will follow. And Lord, uh, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being the all-powerful God that you are, and you're a God that loves us. And Lord, you care about us. And I pray tonight you would bless this service in a very special way. Touch hearts, and Lord, uh, help us. Help us to get on fire for you, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A man told me several years ago, he said, Brother Roach, he said, you ought to put a little fire in your sermon or you ought to put your sermon in the fire. You know, we ought to do that in our life. I mean, we need some fire in our life. God gives us many, many gifts. In Ecclesiastes 3.13, he gives good jobs. And also that every man should eat of and drink of and enjoy the, the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. God gives us all kinds of gifts. It's Christmas time. We want to... We want to give gifts and we exchange gifts, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, Ecclesiastes 5.19, God gives wages. Every man also to whom God gives riches and wealth and hath given him power to eat thereof and to take in his portion and to rejoice in his labor. I mean, you've got the good health to be here tonight. You've got the good health to, to work and to do what you need to do. In Acts chapter 10... We see God give us the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as they, they came with Peter because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. In uh, Romans chapter 1 verse 11, Paul said, For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. To the end you may be established. God gives us spiritual gifts. Listen, God gives us all kinds of gifts, but the greatest gift that was ever given was the love of God. For God so loved the world. If God didn't so love the world, he wouldn't, we wouldn't have had the Son. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. I've got one Son, and it would be hard for me to give my Son to spare someone else's life. Uh, I just have to see. You'd, you'd have to done something really good for me to, to <laughs> you know. But God so loved the world. The greatest gift ever given to us was the love of God. Mr. Becker used to go to Bible Baptist in Chugiak, and he was like 90s, in his 90s somewhere, and he would say, I think I should give a little report here. And, and, he, would give, and, and he would want to play a special on the piano. And when he did, it was da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. And then he starts singing about the oh, love of God. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he couldn't play the piano at all, but he did. He played what he could, and he served God with what he had. God wants to give us spiritual gifts. God's greatest gift to man was his love. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that life comes only because of God's love for you. 
Because when you read Scripture, you think of Scripture, you, read, you sing these songs, think of you, put you into the song. And God so loved Roger. You know, and it's all about Roger. God so loved Roger. And, and it's all about Mitch. And it's all about Sarah. It's all about Jerry and Starla. It's all about Greg and Patty. It's God so loved you that he gave this. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace you are saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, the big question is, uh, what do we do with the gifts that God gives us? What do you do with that salvation that God gave you? You say, well, I don't have to do anything. I'm saved. you got your fire insurance, but what about your neighbor's? What do, you, what do you do with the gifts that God has given you? Now listen to this. 1 Timothy 4.14 says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the presbytery, by the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Don't neglect the gift of salvation that was given to you. So, Pastor Roach, what should I do with it? 2 Timothy 1.6 says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Stir it up. Listen, when you build a fire, pretty soon the fire starts cooling off, starts cooling down. But you stir that fire and that flame comes back. You put more wood in and you stir it more and you really get a good fire going. But you've got to stir up the gift of God, the gift that God, the gift that God has given to you. Don't neglect the gift of God, but stir it up and get those ambers going. You know, when, when God lit a fire in us, he, he lit a fire in us for a purpose. God didn't save you for just no reason. He saved you because he loves you, and he saved you because he wants to use you. Oh, Brother Roach, you don't understand. I, 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 I didn't even finish high school. We, we put a, got a Christmas tree out there at the bunkhouse, and there's a little uh, star about that big on top of that tree. And it's gold color. And the guy that gave us, he, he was in West Virginia. I bought the, the trailer that I bought to haul the vet on. Uh, this man that gave me that star works for Ed, the guy I bought the trailer from. And, and this guy, Chip's his name. Chip is truly a West Virginia boy. He has never one day spent one day never entered a schoolhouse. Never. He can't read and write, uh, but he works with his hands and he works. He works for Ed. He's got a little house there uh, below where Ed lives, and he works for Ed, and he's a good worker. And I mean, he does anything and everything, and but he can't read and write. But he made us that star. He was so proud of it. Well, I, I, I stuck it on top of that tree, took pictures of it, and sent it back to Ed and told him, I said, show this to Chip. And he did. And he said, man, he just lit up like a Christmas tree. Think, I got a star. One of my stars in Alaska. Uh, I don't care what, where you are in life, what, how much money you got, you don't have education. What, God wants to use you. And God wants to use what you have. You know, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah got, he came to, we all get tired of ministry. You, you know, you get saved and you're saved for a long time and nobody, nobody else seems to be getting saved and you just get tired. Jeremiah came to that place. Jeremiah said, 
Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. This is the prophet Jeremiah. I'm not going to speak in his name anymore. I'm done. I'm through with the ministry. I'm through with all the people I try to witness to and preach to and they won't listen. They won't do a thing God tells them. He said, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. Listen, if you are truly saved, you can't stay in that position. I mean, the fire of God's burning in your bones. You think you're going to explode if you don't do something. You know, I've noticed something. A lot of churches, uh, I don't know how their, their doctrine, but down in a lot of the southern churches, people down there get excited. I mean, they, they get excited. And I mean, they just start bouncing up and down and jumping and yelling and, you know, uh, like they're going to explode if they don't get this out of their system. And the truth is, I think a lot of those people do that, and that's what a lot of us wish we could do. I wish I could get that excited about God. Now, a game between Ohio and Michigan? Oh, yes, yes! <laughs> Depending on what side. Yeah, I'm preaching for West Virginia. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah they, they have one, I think. Uh, but Jeremiah said, this fire was burnt as a fire burning shut up in my bones. I was weary for, with forbearing and I could not stay. The fire of God, the gift of God, got in, in Jeremiah's life, got so low, he neglected it. But then he soon starts to stir it. And the more he stirred the fire, the brighter it got, the hotter it got. And he said, I, I got to do something. Now, when you get down uh, to uh, verse 10, he said, For I heard the defaming of many. That word defaming means damage the good reputation of. Slander. They were talking about Jeremiah. And what a rotten testimony he had. Jeremiah said, Fear fear on every side report. They say, We will report it. All my familiars watched for my halting. They were hoping Jeremiah fails here. But the fire of God was burning in Jeremiah. And that what God wasn't going to let that happen. It says in verse 11, But the Lord was with me as a mighty, terrible one. Listen, the God that lit that fire down there in, in Palmer today, that, that a lot of people never even saw it. I mean, like I say, I just turned the corner and the, the whole end of the, the whole end of the, the road was just this bright, bright lights and flickering and, you know, a light show from heaven at the end of that road. And I thought, whoa, I got to go back. And, uh, but a lot of people said, well, you know, that's good. But when I showed it to Ruthie, I sent her a picture of it and she said, what is that? And then she said, beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Folks, listen, we're, we're, we're in, a, we're in a, a heated battle with the, the angels of hell, and they're doing everything they can to destroy us, to destroy you, to beat you down, to get you discouraged and keep you discouraged. Paul said we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're not distressed. We are perplexed. 
That word perplexed means completely baffled. But not to despair. Despair meaning complete loss, absence of hope. Persecuted, oppressed, abused, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Listen, we need to start stirring that fire that God lit in us. We may get get knocked down, but the devil never knocks us out. Not until God's through with us. God gives us many, many gifts. God's greatest gift to man is his only begotten son. Because he loved us so much. Now, what gift can we give to our God? Is there anything? You know, what do you give to someone that has everything? I mean, I've heard that a lot of times. What do you give to somebody that has everything? People ask me, what, what do you need, Brother Rutch? I don't need anything. Uh, but what, our, we're talking about the God of heaven. I'll give you two things you can give God for Christmas. Matthew five twenty three. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar... And there remember that thou, thy brother hath ought against thee. Leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer the gift. Listen, give God the gift of submission. Submission to his will. God, I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. Lord, you want me to witness to somebody, I'll go. I was in one, one church in... Well, when is that church in New York? And this lady came over and she said, uh, Pastor Roach said, I'm, I've, uh, she works some kind of a, a, a big, big job in a big place. And she said, tomorrow, President Biden is supposed to come to, in our office. And she said, what should I do? Should I tell him I, I'm praying for you? Or well, what should I say? I said, give him this. And I gave her a mercenary to missionary track. And I said, you tell him this guy's praying for you. And I, she said, well, what should I say? Just tell him Jesus loves you. And this man's praying for you. And, uh, but anyway, he didn't come. That's about as close as I ever got to being able to give him a track. Uh, but submission to God's will. Lord, you want me to witness to President Biden? You want me to witness to Donald Trump or whoever? God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. You want me to go to New Guinea? You uh, Talk to Pastor McGovern before you make that decision. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll do anything you want me to do. I submit myself to your will. When Pastor Josh was born, his lungs were full of fluid. And I've given everything I have to God, and God, I'll, I submit to your will. And now I've got to get on my knees in this waiting room and say, God... I told you, I submit this baby to you and everything else that we have. And Lord, if you want to take him, it'll be, it'll be right. If you'll let us keep him, we will raise him for you. But Lord, your will be done. And God, let us, let us keep him. Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the th- things which I say? Listen, why is it so important that we submit ourselves to God's will? Uh, whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show thee whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and has laid the foundation on a rock. 
And when the house and when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house, and it could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth my, but he that heareth and doeth not, is like a man without foundation, building house upon the earth, against which the the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Give give God the gift of submission. Lord, I take my hands off of my life. My life is your life. I give it to you. Second gift you can give him. This is a good one. Give him the best you have. Give him the best you have. Remember the prodigal son? Luke fifteen twenty one. The son said unto the father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to the servants, bring forth the best robe. You know how many times I've sinned against God, sinned against heaven, and I come back and God strike me dead. I know I deserve it. And God says, bring forth the best robes. Why is it God keeps blessing? Because he's a God that loves us. He gives us. Listen. God the Father gave us the best that heaven had to offer. The, the best. There was nothing better in heaven than the Lord Jesus Christ. And God gave him for your sin. For my sin. Give God the best you have. For this is my son. This my son was dead and is alive. He was... My, Lost and is found, and they began to make merry. The Father gave the best he had. How can you and I give him back anything less? We, the sons of God, should give God our Father the best. Lazarus ate from the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. As I travel the country, I fear that a lot of people are trying to bring to God the crumbs, the fragments of what's left. He wants your best. You know, I, I didn't want our kids to be number one. I want our kids to just do the best you can. If a C is all you can get, praise God. If you can get an A plus, don't be coming in with a C. All I want, just do your best. Don't give God all your crumbs. Brother Ward, when I was in Bible college, he said, Brother Roach, I want to show you something. He said, a man gave me a set of tires to send to a missionary. Went out to his car, opened the trunk. I mean, I couldn't even believe what I said. You could see the steel belts all through that tire. I mean, the wires were sticking up. I mean, you couldn't run your hand around the edge of it. It just cut you to pieces. Just all the belts sticking through. But this guy said, I want to give this to a missionary. No, put, put those tires on your car and send the missionary brand new tires. Give him the best you got. Don't give, come to God with all your crumbs. Give him the best you've got. You know, the, the, uh, the wise men, when they came, uh, the Bible says that uh, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold simply means riches, wealth. Why don't we give to God the, the riches we have? Let 
Give God the checkbook. Let Him take care of it. Whatever you want me, whatever you want to do this, Lord. Uh, why don't we give Him the gold? The frankincense is kind of like a perfume, and I, I, I believe God. The world needs to smell the sweet smell of Christianity, not the bitter smell of bitter children of God, but a sweet smell. Take, give them gold, give them frankincense. And myrrh, myrrh was used for a medicine. Do you know this is the only medicine for the world today? This is the only medicine that's going to... So come to God and God, I give, I give you my gold. I'll give you any frankincense. I've got. I want my life to be a sweet smell in your nostrils. And God, I want to take the, the myrrh that that you've given and get it to the world. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The greatest gift God's ever given to man was his love. Two gifts you can give back to him. And what, what are we doing with the gifts that God has already given us? Don't neglect them. Stir it up. Get the fire burning where it should be. Lord, I ask you to bless the invitation now in Jesus' name.